come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be discussing part five of the series, Honor Marriage as Teens According to God's Word. Yeah. That's right. Come on, come on, come on. We're live in PT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. Let's get right into it. The world and the biblical meaning of marriage. The legally or formally recognized union of two people as partners in a personal relationship. Historically, and in some jurisdictions, specifically a union between a man and a woman. The world's definition from my search was changed to accommodate but also captures and displays the original intent behind the word marriage. We are not going to go down this road. All that matters is, as Christians, we do what is pleasing and acceptable to God, and it doesn't contradict the God-inspired Word of God. Now look at, let's look at this biblically. Genesis 2, 21-24 So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While he was sleeping, he took one of his ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. I know, it was a mouthful. There's not much I need to say about the biblical definition of marriage. It's straightforward and clear. I struggle with how to relate this part of the series to my young, loyal listeners. I didn't want to go too deep with it, but I wanted to dive deep enough that they would be able to take something away from today's lesson. This is the first thing I want you to get. God is not fickle in his plan or design of mankind. It is clear from Genesis 2 that a woman was formed from man for man. I don't think I need to say that any other way. Why? (laughs) I was afraid you were going to ask that. Verse 24 tells us, that the two, male and female, would become one flesh. That's where it ends. Now, let's look at this in Ephesians 5 and 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Hebrews 13 and 4. Let marriage be held in honor among all. Now that we got that out the way, I want you to open your mind and your heart to receive what God has to tell you. Young people, when you give your life to Christ, you become a member of the body of Christ, the church. Jesus, as we see in Ephesians 25, is married to the church as the head. So Hebrews 13, 4 applies to all believers. Honor marriage, which is your relationship with Christ. God uses marriage to illustrate the relationship and love Jesus had for each and every one of you. No man hated his own body. To illustrate this even further, I'm going to let Ephesians 5, 29 do it. I'm going to insert Jesus and you in the scripture to ensure you capture the very essence after this short break. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. Uh, We're going to talk about some practical ways to honor your marriage to Christ, but we have a little cleanup from the first segment. Here we go. I want you to turn to Ephesians 529. I want you to get this because I'm going to read something 
as I told you I would. I want this scripture to speak for itself. So I want you to turn there now with me and I want you to read it in your Bible. But I'm going to change some of the translation to insert you and Jesus in the scripture so you can get a full understanding of what this scripture is saying. After all, no man ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Jesus Christ does the church. For you are members of his body. For this reason, Jesus was sent by his Father to be united to sinners that confess Christ as their Lord and Savior, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and you, the church. However, Christ will love you as he loves himself, and you must respect Christ, your Savior. So basically, you must honor and respect your marriage to Christ. How do you do that? Let's talk about the practical ways. Number one. When you stop comparing your relationship with Christ to other Christians, God knows that your walk with him will be unique from all others because he handmade you from clay and there's no other like you. There are no knockoff yous out there walking around. Number two, when you stay true to who you are, this ties to the previous one. You can only be you. So be true and authentic you each and every day. You try being someone else that was fake and phony when you were following your father, the devil. I'm going to take the slogan from Uncle Sam. God wants you, the authentic you. Number three, when you're happy every day. This one typically trips people up. Every day won't be like peaches and cream, sunny and 75 all day. I think you missed it. The fact that you were able to see another day should bring you joy and happiness despite what may come your way. It's another day to be more like Christ. Number four. When you understand that being a Christian wasn't going to be easy, but well worth it. Trust and believe I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Matthew 7, 13, 14 says, narrow is the gate that leads to life and only a few find it. God promises if you stay committed to your marriage to Christ, work hard each day being a better Christian than you were the day before, then a great reward will be waiting for you that makes this walk well worth it in the end. Number five. When you're good enough becomes actually better than good. God never counts your efforts or attempts to be more like Jesus Christ as a failure. Just don't stop trying to be better today than you were yesterday. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about being married to God. What a great teaching. I asked them about how they can honor their parents' marriage. You know, I always get those quizzical looks. I asked them, do they try to pit one parent against another? Some giggled because they knew exactly what I was talking about. I shared with them how our youngest daughter would try to pit us against each other when she was younger. She would ask you for something, and if you said no, she'd come and ask me, and I'd say yes. We finally caught on to what she was doing, and while we didn't tell her, we began to work together as a united front and supported each other's decisions. So she could no longer dishonor our marriage by trying to cause division. But she realized that she had to stop that behavior. That was just a small example of how our child was dishonoring our marriage. But think about how big it could have been if we didn't catch on to what she was doing. Our marriage would have been really rocky. We would have had numerous unnecessary arguments. We would have been mad at each other for days on end. There very well may, may have been um, conversations about divorce. 
That's why, young loyal listeners, you need to be very careful on how you try, as you guys put it, how you try your parents. It may not turn out the way you want. While you are seeking to get what you want, you may be putting into actions things that will be out of your control in the long run. Honor the marriage of your parents. If you are in a single parent home, you can still dishonor that parent's marriage. How, you ask, if they don't have a spouse? Remember, you just learned that if you are single, you are married to God. Well, you can dishonor your parents' marriage to, your, to God by complaining about how much time they spend studying the Word of God, how much time they spend at church, how much time they spend doing their ministries, or just how much time they devote to helping others. Those are ways that you can dishonor that parent's relationship with God. So be very careful on how you complain about your mom or dad doing God's work. Remember, marriage is honorable. Now, let's not get it twisted. There are some marriages that are very toxic, some abusive even. Understand that this is not right and God does not approve of this, nor is it acceptable. So whether you have a spouse or you're a single parent or a single person, your marriage to each other and God is honorable. In summary, when I reflect back on this lesson on honor marriage, I think why would a perfect human being, Jesus Christ, will want to be married to a sinner, a liar, a thief, and a lover of themselves. Only one answer in Scripture comes to mind, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Start today honoring the sacrifice that God made for you and the commitment Jesus made to you by being a better marital partner. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian education ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.